What's up, guys? Welcome to the I Love You Man podcast. First things first, um, we got to talk about our buddies over at Mad Duck. Um, if you want some of the best beer and also best food in town, go check them out. If you want to see their brewery in person, you can. It is at Campus Point right next to Fresno State. You'll see it right next to the Save Mart Center. Um, some of their beer is the best I've ever had. And also, if you go in there on Saturdays and purchase a growler, it's only $12 compared to $15. Um, so get yourself one of those. And also, my favorite is the Pub Burger. I definitely would try one of those. And then, um, Ramon. Here's the deal, guys. I'm in a very, very serious relationship with ice cream. My body, not so much. It's not the biggest fan of dairy, but that doesn't matter. You can't let that get in the way of love. My favorite, favorite go-to to make sure that relationship continues on, ampersand ice cream. You knew that already, though. You're listening. This isn't your first time, but I still want to talk about it. That's what love is. Ampersand is located on Echo and Weldon. Their flavors are just changing all the time. It's like they have a big iPod of ice cream flavors, and they just put on shuffle. And you just can't keep up, but you love it. It's great. Um, In case you want to get what I get, which, I mean, I can't blame you. It's a whiskey caramel and um, honeycomb milkshake. No whipped cream. You know, I'm already having ice cream. I got to cut it somewhere. And so I get rid of the whipped cream. But follow them at at ampersand ice cream and um i'm not sure is ice cream at the end of that i think so okay hey you'll look it up either way you'll be fine <laughs> and then also a huge shout out it's to my personal my home gym um certus crossfit they're a crossfit affiliate gym you can be find them on the corner of shaw and clovis um Tons of great people there. Um, if you've never tried CrossFit and you want to, um, stop by on Saturday or Wednesday and also bring a friend too. And you can just email them at info at com. Let them know that you're stopping by and you get to try it out for free. And we really hope you guys enjoy this episode with Emma and Chris. Um, if you're interested in golf or have any, any slight interest in golf, you're really going to enjoy this. Um, hope you enjoy it. And I keep saying enjoy, so you better enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy. I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Broseph Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to I Love You, Man. It's another week, and you guys are still here, so thank you. Um, and as you guys know, this is Preston. Across from me is Ramon. What's up? Um, and we have two special guests here today, and we're diving into the um, topic of golf, um, which some of you, that might turn you on and turn you off, but either way, we're going to find something that you're going to relate to, and we're going to have a good time with it. Um, but just to introduce them, um, one um, is the dad of the two, and the other is the daughter. The dad is Mr. Chris Doss, and then the daughter's Emma Parkinson. What's up, guys? Hey. How's it going, guys? Um, we're excited that you guys are here because for one, my golf game has never been that good. So maybe gaining a little knowledge might help that. Oh, definitely. It's all just in the brain, right? Yeah. No physical. It has nothing to do. I heard like anybody can play golf. It's just all mental. (laughs) How smart you are. This isn't involved at all. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page here. This is good. (laughs) Um, but to break the ice here, um, we got a question, our quesadilla question of the week, which is brought to you by Quesadilla Gorilla. Um, go check out their three locations. They have one in Tower District, downtown Fresno, and then also Visalia. Mention that you heard this and you get 10% off of your dealer. You're welcome. So <laughs> the question of the week, you're playing around a golf and the cart girl's coming up with uh, the snack. Well, you're probably on hole nine. 
maybe possibly 12, you're hungry, thirsty, um, and they have all the options, what is your go-to snack? And Preston has painted a beautiful picture here because it's probably early morning July right now, so you are getting thirsty, so don't limit yourself. It could be a <laughs> beverage, but I'll let you guys go first, whoever wants to. Oh, I think it's got to be salted peanuts and a beer. See, he knew, oh. he knew what he wanted right I off the bat. Say the same I'm thing. glad someone said beer because I was going to, but then if you guys weren't going to, I wasn't. So, um, for me, I don't know why, but I always eat candy, and it's usually peanut M and M's. It's still, it's kind of in the nut family, so yeah. I count it. You get your. I always justify getting those just because it's a little bit of a source of protein. So it doesn't matter that it's coated in candy. Because I'm like, oh, you know, nuts are healthy. Like, it's fine. This is a healthy snack. <laughs> but yeah, then I get the tall can of beer. It's 10 a.m. <laughs> it, it's like a math equation. It cancels each other out. You're fine. Yeah, okay, cool. Did cool. you have a variety of that, or did you want to go with the no, same? No, I think peanuts and beer, I'd get the same thing. <laughs> so I'm going to be a little different just because I'm going to go with a Gatorade. I okay. love, I don't know what it is, and I know it's honestly, to the point it's at now, it's more of a sugary drink rather than a rehydration drink. Yeah. Um, it's all part of their marketing, but it's, there's just a point where it's one of those things to me where as soon as it enters my mind, until I drink it, it's going to drive me nuts. And so probably on hole three, I'm already thinking about a blue Gatorade and I have to get it as soon as they roll up <laughs> if they have it. And what sucks is if that's what's on my mind and then it rolls up, what Gatorades do you have? And they have light blue. I don't Ooh. care if this has controversy or not. There's a difference to me. And so if she only has light blue, I'm getting water. <laughs> Because no thanks, I'm all right. So you're dark blue? I'm a big time dark blue guy. And what? I know there's a real name for it. I can't remember what it is, though. What's the, the lighter one's Arctic something? Yeah. Like ice. Or ar- yeah. Arctic ice. Arctic crap, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sue me, Gatorade. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, so to give you guys a little bit of a background, um, Chris and Emma both. Uh, so Chris, would you say you're the owner of On Target Performance? I am, yes. And can both of you, if you guys want to chime in, what, um, just a quick... We like to call the elevator pitch. If you're an elevator or someone, what do you tell them about your business? How do you describe it? We are a performance studio. So we're not teaching golf lessons. We're teaching athletic performance. Okay. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. That was a quick elevator ride. <laughs> yeah. We got to where we needed to go. Going to the second floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for someone who comes there and says, hey, I just want to improve you know, my golf game, yada, yada. Like, I got this specific thing that they're worried about. Do you tell them, do you right off the bat let them know, like, okay, you know, I know you're looking for this, but what we are need to and what I plan on working on is not just mechanics, but just your athletic ability overall is what you're trying to perform. Do you hit people with that right away, or uh, is that a subliminal message? No, we don't do any... We don't do any individual lessons. People walk in the door. The first thing we're going to do is, and, and we're specialized. So primarily, ninety percent of my business is the student athlete looking to go play college golf. So there, we've added a little bit of a, a, a new, I guess, a, a new class, uh, a feeder group, if you will, core kids from five to ten years old, which Emma heads up. But for the for the most part, I'm teaching high school. Junior high school, high school, and college kids. Mm-hmm. Now, I do teach adults, but the first thing that I'm going to do is do an evaluation. I'm going to do a physical screen to see what your body can and can't do. And I have a team of professionals that do that, so we can do that. But we teamed up with uh, Lance Gill Performance out of Oceanside, California. 
and they work with Jordan Spieth and, and the John Roms of the world, uh, the best players in the world. Well, they come to this little town here in Fresno. They, they travel north and, and come here every month for three days, and they do our screens. So even if you're an adult and you're coming in to see us or you're a, uh, a skilled athlete, a mm-hmm. high school player, you're gonna, first thing you're going to do is get physically screened. What can this person physically do and what can't he do? And then I will tailor a program around that. Got it. So what about your average everyday weekender golfers? Same thing. Same thing. So we're trying to, uh, you know, there's a lot of average everyday weekend golfers that are getting injured Mm. or that are trying to swing like their favorite golf professional they see on Sunday on TV, right? And (laughs) that their bodies just can't do it. And then if they go to a professional that doesn't quite do it the way we do it and they're trying to get them you know look like this they put them on a screen a tv screen they take a video and they say okay i need you to get like this but their body can't get like that okay our goal is to find the body swing connection so what your body can do that's 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 what what we we work with gotcha yeah because i feel like from my experience there's a lot of people who just want to mimic what they see and not really create their, their own swing version. that works for their body. Yeah, which yeah. I feel like that's and that's funny because it's the, it's the first step I think to going actually being decent and people always skip it. It seems like and yeah. then they get ten steps in and they're like, sorry, I know two through ten took you a long time, but we got to go back to one. Yeah. yeah, or they're like, my back hurts or something hurts because they're over swinging. So and so when people come in, they get an eval. They you know we build a plan right. So the the one off lessons we don't do a whole lot of. Um, person comes in and says, oh you know I want a lesson. I want to correct my slice. Well, to be honest with you, in my time for an hour, I might be able to put a band aid on that symptom, but to cure the fundamental cause might take me a little longer than that. And Understandable. So, yeah. I feel like that's the biggest difference what you guys are doing versus somebody like me has done is like go on YouTube <laughs> how to add 50 yards to my drive and yeah. then I'm it's a simple to equation it. right I'm looking at this guy on <laughs> and it's uh, the worst quality video you've ever seen but then you bet I go out to the driving range and I try to do exactly what he says and it's not working there are thousands of sites popping up of every you know and i do a lot of online i have clients that are college kids yeah uh, all across the country and i do things that are online which i only see them once or twice a year but they're at a different level and so and i see them every day every morning i I wake up i look at my desktop and there's all these swings and i go through them and, and teach them but i do physically i I do see them at, at some point in in, yeah. in the year, but there are so many sites trying to you know fix this and do that, and it's everybody's got a, an Instagram page and this tip and that <laughs> yeah. tip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My son-in-law's uh, he loves that. <laughs> he keeps those guys in business. The ones I like are they give you just enough to kind of strike your interest. And like you know, subscribe for more or join us on this website. Fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, yeah. You're and you sweet. get a whole bunch more of this. And we're like, ah, oh, I don't know. He kind of seemed like he knew what he was talking about, but you don't know what a professional is. And no, so- and, and to be honest with you, there are some really good sites that do it. Um, the, I, I would say the biggest thing is the, the trap that people fall into is is they see all of these things and they want to fix them all at one time. But I may work on one little thing for three months it might be you know and they're trying to take the, the whole golf swing and compact it into you know a weekend worth of practice and i'm going to fix it all and then they they completely destroy what they had any physical ability that they had 
and then they find themselves that they can't hit the golf ball anymore. Um, what what got you into golf? What was the earliest memory introduction? Was it a person? Was it just you it was stumbled just, upon it? It was just a neighbor. It was uh, you know I was a, a Clovis kid growing up. Uh, we had horses, and and uh, you know I remember Dad got me a set of golf clubs, and I was hitting rocks in the field one day, and I got in trouble for that. And <laughs> the the clubs were put away, and that was I think I was like six or seven, and then a neighbor. Uh, I think when I was 12, said, hey, let's go play golf. And said balls instead of rocks. Yeah, said balls instead of rocks. And so it kind of started from there. Put down a T-shirt and sell it. Yeah. 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 So it started from there. And uh, started playing competitive golf. Um, uh, played high school golf for Clovis High School. Okay. Uh, went to Texas, uh, University of Lamar in Beaumont, Texas, to play college golf. And uh, just kept, you know, every, every step loved mm-hmm. it a little bit more. Do you remember your very first uh, score that you kept track of on a course? You know, I can't remember. I'm pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the, was your introduction due to through just my being, dad? Okay, I yeah. figured. Yeah, cool. Do, what, do you remember the first course you played here? I'm curious how old courses are here uh, because the, I barely got into it probably within the last couple of years. Yeah, and so everyone always tells me that's been doing it. It's like, oh, Airways is your introductory course. It was. Don't I think that was my there. That was well, my first inter- introductory okay, course. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But then slowly you're, you kind of justify paying the higher course fees at the other places, but nothing to my knowledge beats going into a place you got a membership at. Yeah, I think when I was uh, my 15th birthday, 14th birthday, I uh, got competitive, got where I could said, hey, you know, my parents thought, okay, you can play this game. And they got me a junior membership at Fort Washington Country Club. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've still had some connection with there. It's been, you know, 40 years now. Um, whether I'm teaching there, uh, I teach some lessons out of there, um, or have been a member there for some, what, almost 40 years. So, so Emma, did you grow up playing golf then? Like, did. did you have like a golf club in your hand when you were born? All the time. <laughs> and uh, all the time. And I was out at River Park when we were out there. So I was working out there, playing out there, teaching junior camps out there. Okay. Yeah. Born, born in the clubhouse, right? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. She was a, she worked the counter at, I think, age 12. And go. so yeah. it was That's a, what it's about. Yeah, it was a about. great experience. Um, you mentioned River Park, and I, we discussed on it earlier, but I think it'd be cool for people to know. Yeah. Um, the history, that your ties kind of with the River Park Golf course or golf center golf I mean, center. i'm not even sure if it was the, that's what the name was yep how how far back does that go what was the route and so, like inspiration for that uh you know i i was at a facility similar i lived in the netherlands for 11 years um where i met emma's mom and uh you know i i played golf professionally uh as i came away from the game realized that i wanted to start teaching it and i i taught it before so i kind of taught halftime and played halftime and and there was this beautiful facility i was at in the netherlands uh, in rotterdam the netherlands and i said you know i want there's nothing like that in fresno and there's nothing like that in 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 california Mm. and uh and the way of instruction was totally different there where here you kind of work in a pro shop and you sell candy bars and cokes and and (laughs) green fees and and i never had any interest in that whatsoever so i was you know i was brought up in teaching uh my whole time so i was lucky i actually moved before the netherlands i moved to iceland uh because i needed a back then when you were playing on the european tour you needed a uh to be sponsored by a club Mm. so i was out of uh uh a country club in Iceland, which people think, well, there's no golf in Iceland. There's 40 golf courses in Iceland. And so 
from Iceland, I moved to the Netherlands at this facility, and uh, it was a beautiful facility. So that was kind of my inspiration. Uh, my neighbor was an architect. I had him do models and draw this thing. And so, I, you know, I moved back to the I moved back to the states, and and uh, it took me a while. It was like my fourth site. Um, we had site at you know Fresno State, and we had many sites. And mm-hmm. finally, you know, we found the piece of property in it and got some partners together. And and uh, I think in 1999, January and February, we opened up. I, I freaking love the facility, and um, not many people know, but I know that some things have changed there recently. But the one thing that I think is least talked about is the machines you guys had out there. Um, like if you're going to the driving range and you enter the code to yeah. get the bucket of balls out, um, my friend had let me in on the little secret of being able to, if you got a code, hook the baskets up next yep. to each other for the two machines, press the same... Like it's a five digit code, press four digits, and oh, then at the same time. click the last one, last digit at the same time, and you get double the amount of balls. Yes. And <laughs> is that a real thing? That's a completely real I thing. And now, that. and now that it doesn't happen anymore, I'm comfortable talking about yeah, it. So you're robbing these guys? <laughs> no, I did it like once. <laughs> this is in between limbo when they weren't a part of it. So yeah, okay. it was somebody else I was robbing. And so my brother that's and my I, old partner. So I was okay. yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm fine doing it. And so. <laughs> I love the pure, like... I love it. Like, you, didn't, you really didn't know. No, I had uh, no like, idea. And so about? I think I did it twice. <laughs> and um, so they have new machines there now. Uh, now the, <laughs> so you don't go? That's can't do I that anymore. <laughs> well, I found that out the hard way. So my brother and I went. I said, oh, dude, I'll buy just one small bucket. We're fine. It's, yeah. it's like getting two. And we go out there, <laughs> we press the code, and uh, alert comes on his screen, and it says, uh, sorry, this code's already been used. Yeah. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, dang it. Okay, go back and get your, your set. <laughs> <laughs> so we're stuck with that. But I just had to have a little confessional there. And I wasn't That's sure if funny. that was... I, yeah, I that, never ran into that. That's so funny. Oh, I knew about that. <laughs> oh, okay. the, kids, the, kids, the kids would tell me, yeah. That's funny, yeah. yeah. So it was a little uh, something that I didn't think was... I wonder if it was intentionally changed or it just came with getting new machines. I think it, it came with getting new machines. That's, yeah. They were, they were dated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, if it wasn't broken, Clearly. you know, it was... Yeah. I, I, why fix it? Um, I forgot I was going to say something else, though. I have a question. So at your guys' facility... Um, over time, how many how many young people do you see coming in wanting to play golf? Like, how do you see like? Do you think the popularity of golf has stayed, has stayed consistent over the years that you've taught, um, or do you think it's increased? Uh, no, it's actually gone. Golf is it's back on the rise. I would say kind yeah. of follows the economic cycle. In my uh, kind of what I do, it, it hasn't changed at all. If anything, yeah. it's gone up. But I. You know, I talked to other golf professionals uh, that they're just teaching average lessons, and it dropped completely off the map. Mm. Um, and that's been statewide, nationwide. Yeah. Uh, golf has been on the decline, uh, except for that certain percentage. Um, and it seems to be the competitive golfer and the and, and the guys that are. Um, uh, my buddy Mike Shy and, and and his great success with Bryson DeChambeau just winning the last two weeks. That. You know what? What Mike does, he's in town. What I do, um, we're busy. We've been busy, yeah, always, always, yeah. Um, speaking of Bryson, with his approach, do you think um, if everybody kind of t- took a step back and analyzed the game the way he does it, do you think they would have equal success, or is there something that he kind of brings? No, to the I table? think his coach I, the analogy the I would use is taking a garden hose, uh, no, a fire hose, and sticking it in your mouth and turning it on full blast until you explode. <laughs> I think that the average person couldn't do that. I mean, okay, Bryson, yeah. I spent two years watching Mike, a uh, brilliant guy, working with 
with Bryson, another brilliant guy. Uh, and, and for those two guys, it it's wildly successful and it's great. And but I don't think that um, that's for everybody. Okay. Uh, it, it, he's a talented, talented kid, and he's going to make it work. Um, but I think the analytical side definitely with. We have more data. Everything I do is measured now. Everything that, that I would say that he does is measured now. Um, whether it's stats, whether it's a, a golf swing, I can I can take a look at uh, from launch monitor data. Uh, and a launch monitor is a machine that it's a radar unit that sits behind the the, the player and, and captures everything about the golf ball, the velocity of it, uh, the spin of it, the side spin of it, um, the speed of the ball. Uh, so, I mean, it's all measured. So when you come into me, it's not like I have to like, oh, maybe hey, you've got to trust this guy, do this, do that. It's actually on a screen in front of you, yeah, uh, which is pretty clear. It's not just you on a notepad writing it's, numbers down and spitting them out to us. It's spitting them out to you. <laughs> uh, it's not standing on a seven iron looking at it. Yeah, take it a little more this way, yeah. a little more that way. <laughs> you actually have a live, two live cameras going at the same time. You have a... Uh, a force plate or a pressure plate on the ground, which measures the the weight distribution throughout your throughout your feet, your oh, body, geez. and how it moves in yeah. relationship to uh, the ground, right, or to to the swing um, vertically and horizontally. Uh, so there's there's a lot of data, um, and that's can scare a lot of people when they first come in. They think, "Holy crap! I got you know, I see all this stuff." But when we isolate it and you break it down to just that one component that you're focused on, right? It's like okay follow that line on the screen they're like okay kid can do that right they're used to seeing computer games and that's kind of what they do and so the the learning curve is is increased so to answer to back up to that question you know what he does yeah the analytical side i think it's very good i think the analytical side you know using strategy to play golf is completely changed i think we're just touching the surface uh and i think bryson's been great to you know to kind of open that up and open people's eyes to that way. There's a different way of playing. I don't think it's as publicized as I would have hoped it would be. Can you just quickly kind of explain why his style of golf is different than the traditional golfer? Uh, his style of golf. Um, because I very, know it's it, not normal for the clubs to be all the same length, right? They're all the same length based upon his posture, his six iron or seven iron posture, I believe is what it is. Uh, so that he stands to the golf ball the same way every time. Mm-hmm. And so he's swinging a golf club basically on one plane without shifting to different planes. Um, zero shifting is what you would call it, but it doesn't, it, it swings on one plane. It's hard to do. Um, like I said, it works for him um, and how his body works. His body works different than mine or yours, right? So yeah. it, it, it works beautifully for him. So I, I think maybe the, 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 the single length clubs uh, might take off. I'm not 100 percent sold yet. <laughs> he's the only time. guy. He's the only guy doing it. If so it kind yeah. of it speaks to the testament that maybe yeah, it's not an every person thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so I feel like with golf right now, we're almost at this peak of like performance because if you think about 30 years ago, just how much has changed and how you said all the different tools and equipment that you use, you're able to see the balance of where the weight's being shifted. Do you think that there is any more enhancements to this game that can happen? Like, do you think, and Emma, you can chime in too. Um, I don't know, because if you think about it, like the way that they make the golf balls now, everything yeah. is so I efficient. think even just looking at the players, they're so much more athletic than they were 
10, 20 yeah. years ago. We want to train the athlete first and then turn you into a golfer. And and so I, I just spent the two weeks ago at the U.S. Amateur at Pebble Beach. And it was amazing. And I, you know, I work with some high level, you know, Kevin Chappell was mine for 13 years. Uh, Peter Quest, one of the longest mm-hmm. players in, in uh, college golf. Um, it, it's amazing what, how far they hit the golf ball. But, and I've seen that firsthand, but to take them to an older venue that I've grown up at and seen for so long and to stand up and watch somebody hit a seven iron, I think is what, uh, uh, bling hit into 18 a driver seven iron which is i mean it just it's unreal um yeah. so to answer your question i think the more athletic uh more athleticism uh, becomes part of somebody's learning process early on i think the sky is the limit i, I don't think that there we've reached that level yet yeah. um I really don't. I think what you're seeing in college golf right now coming onto the tour, there's some young guys on the PGA Tour now. Bryson, he's only 24. Uh, you know, uh, there's a there's a kid from um, Chile, um, name, I forget his name all of a sudden, 19 years old, amazing athlete, right? So they're getting younger and yeah. younger and younger on the PGA Tour. Um, the, the, the 40-somethings better be scared. I was going to say, it seems like <laughs> golf is always one of those sports that, you know, someone can have a career in it until, you know, their 50s and, you know, even if they wanted to, early 60s, but it's becoming opposite now. And like, it, I feel like I've never seen more younger players. The, Absolutely. And the intimidation factor, it used to be this, uh, you, you know, you had to go in and earn your stripes, if you will. And, yeah. And, and that's just not the game anymore. Um, not at all. I mean, you, you really you, didn't used to have to be athletic. I feel like and I you see, didn't see guys out of shape and you yeah. still do. Yeah, and it'd be a, oh, you know? it's, that's yeah, why they're it's struggling. Completely changed. A kid, kid out of Oregon. There's just you know he he was a he's gone to school for three semesters, turned pro. Norman Zong, and you see so many uh, so many examples of that where they don't finish and they're you know they're ready to play and, and physically and mentally. Jeez. So what is it about a guy like John Daly who's able to look <laughs> the way he does, but? Was he trained properly, or do you think that's a natural you know, I talent? Know, I know John personally. I played uh-huh. college golf against John, and, and uh, he's an interesting guy. Um, he, he is pretty athletic, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. He's strong. He's incredibly flexible. Um, so in that body, it's like Phil Mickelson, the same thing. I mean, Phil Mickelson. Hidden. Is, he, how yeah. old is Phil Mickelson, <laughs> by the way? Because he still is, I consider him relevant, even uh, for his age. Yeah, he is. He's 44 now, 45, 45. No, he's older than 45, 47. He's 47. Okay. Um, but he could throw a football 65 yards. Jeez. 70 yards. I mean, the guy throws a fastball over 90 miles an hour. And that's an understanding of mechanics. Yeah, biomechanics. Like you say. Right? Yeah. yeah. We do a lot of that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, talking about specific golfers, the age-old conversation is, I think, that people love to talk about is what Tiger brings to the game. Um, one, as someone who's been involved in the sport as long as you have, do you, I guess it's a multi-part question, do you agree with that, that he does bring something noticeable to the game, different benefit, and um, do you ever get tired of people consistently bringing that up? Uh, yeah, I, I respect what Tiger does. Um, some personal experience with Tiger. Uh, he's, uh, he's changed the game forever. Uh mm-hmm. It does get old sometimes. I mean, some of the young guys um, that are coming up, uh, and that's all you hear is Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Yeah. And I, I, we have to give him the respect. He's earned it. There's nobody like him. Nobody's been like him. Um, 
but you know on the other side of the coin i mean there's some young guys coming up that we need to pay attention to yeah um but i mean and he had a great round today i think he shot 62 or 63 it was great but i mean it's just tiger all day 24 yeah. 7 <laughs> you said you want to kind of get the spotlight to others as well yeah um then I don't want to dive in too deep on him, but I know Preston was yeah. curious well, no, earlier. I was, I listened to a lot of sports radio, and I remember however long it was when his whole drama blew up. Yeah, um, I felt like there was just an overall decrease in that golf community. Like something happened to where, and they talk about ratings going down, but like pretty much Tiger was is what made golf relevant oh, to America. No doubt. No doubt. And when he did go away, ratings went down and for sure. I mean, the PGA Tour and, and everybody around it and my job included mm-hmm. uh, has everything to do with what Tiger Woods has done and yeah, everything to do with what he's done. Yeah, because I was – I remember it's like after that happened, like a year later, Dick Sporting Goods released something where they're going to minimize their golf section and make it smaller yeah. and all these different things. And it's crazy how like one person – has been able to change the game. Would you guys say he's the greatest of all time? I think I just think for so yeah. many people he is golf. Yeah. You know? I think Well growing I, up I remember like I still think Jack still Yeah. Jack. So that's what I was gonna ask. And I think it kinda comes up with the like, the era that you grew up in almost because it's yeah. the name you heard the most. Yeah. And yeah. um what was amazing to me was again that's another example of if you understand the mechanics of it, there's almost no limit to the age you can play. Oh, don't, yeah, no doubt. There were some videos I'd watch of him, and I'm just like, just per- perplexed, but also impressed by the ability to hit the ball at I the mean, age. I mean, there's a guy I played with is still playing. It's maddening. He still plays like in the, you know, he played in the British Open and and, and U.S. Open. Uh, Bernhard Langer. It's amazing uh, what he does, and he's in his mid 60s, and he's still competing. Jeez. You get him on the right venue, and he can compete. Um. I mean, speaking of venues, what is your guys' position on places like um, Top Golf? Do you think it's a good or a bad thing for the game? Oh, I think any exposure to the game is good. I like Top Golf. Okay. Um, I heard there was some talk about bringing Top Golf to Fresno. That's what I've been hearing. I think but you guys should make it happen. I haven't heard anything <laughs> we past that. We don't have time. We don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> we don't She's have like, time for that. No. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, any any exposure to the game is good. I think it's inter- you know it's entertainment value when when. Uh, when I owned River Park, the entertain you know we had two we had two totally different clients. We had the hey I want a beer and a bucket of balls, mm-hmm. and then we had a section a membership section which for the serious golfer, and the entertainment part of it is I think disappeared, especially for place driving yeah. ranges like that. It gets kind of okay. Is it it? And yeah. You bring in Top Golf and it's it's fun, right? Yeah. And uh, so, I, yeah, I think it's good. Uh, have you heard anything else? Because I've heard the same rumor too, but I haven't <laughs> heard anything past that. I oh, have, I would love that. I don't like having to travel out of town for something that cool. Like, I think we can support it here. Oh, we have enough oh, college absolutely. kids. Yeah. 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 I mean, and absolutely. obviously, I don't have the real estate data or the uh, population analytics to be able to back that. But no, besides can. just my, you know, circle of friends that's interested, but. Um, it's yeah, nice I, can, I don't know, know what their actual agree. demographic is that, that makes their, their model that makes that work. But I, I, I mean, in, in this area, there's not a whole lot to do. People like to do outdoor fun, sporty things, whether it's going to Fresno State football game or whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there needs to be more entertainment. And I, would, I think that would do great in this town. Yeah. So at Ontario Performance, your guys' facility, 
Emma, I want to ask you specifically, what is your role there? What do you do for the business? I am the athletic director for all of our juniors. Okay. So we teach functional training along with our golf for all of our clients. And okay. so I do that with our juniors. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you guys have any like other types of athletes that aren't golf related that come in? And We... I'm not going to say we do, but I'm not going to say we don't. I always tell our little, I mean, we have little guys in there that are five. Gotcha. So we're like, my, what I always tell them, I'm like, everything that we're doing in here, the box jumps, the sprinting, the stretching, the yoga, it's good for whatever sport they want to play. So parents can bring their kids in there wanting them to play golf, say their kid changes their mind when they're nine. Which happens. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Cause I'm giving them, you know, all, everything, we're doing all the ro- steps that they need. movements and so it's, it's applicable to you know baseball and mm-hmm. soccer and things like that so yeah and then you also teach trx i saw that as trx well. i do trx I is do. tough dude those tough. classes are and it's, it's you, tough you know it's tough because i understand that it's tough and i've never even done it before yeah so like it takes tough. a lot for something to be hard enough to where you don't have to do it to realize yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so i think i just the amount of things i've seen and the movements and just understanding past that i just couldn't realize without looking at it but i do want to do it Eventually. Yeah, you'll have to come out. Um, how does it work in your guys' facility in regards to um, someone that wants to train there, someone that wants to try it out? Um, is it a membership type of thing? Is it a one-time fee thing? How do you guys structure that whole situation? Well, we have a membership. Okay. Uh, so we do a membership. It, it, there's different programs that provide you uh, fitness and golf uh, and re- college recruiting, like, mm-hmm. which we handle a college recruiting. It just depends on which package you go into. Uh, for somebody that wants to try it, we're, we're developing our programs now for that. Um, Emma's got some TRX classes and some other, uh, we, we've got a high fitness class, a yoga <laughs> class. So we, do, we have high fitness. We do some other classes that we're trying to, uh, we're adding that. We're still small, so we're, we're developing. Developing as we go. So yeah. if you say your kids come in, that would be a three-month or a year program that they're joining. Um, for the average golfer, you have to, what's my word I'm looking for? You're going to be taking lessons and doing fitness. Yeah, okay. gotcha. We're asking for so, a three-month commitment. It's a so, commitment. That's so there's sustainable. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight. Yeah, there's a three-month commitment. So you come in for an eval. Um, you decide to do it. Your eval the, the, you know, gets thrown into the three-month membership if you decide to do that. And so you have access to the facility for that three-month period. And hopefully we're going to come up with a game plan in that three-month period that we're going to work on something very specific. You know, first I've got to find out what you can and can't do, and then we're going to develop a plan around that in that three months. Hopefully we've met your goal. And so, you know, a lot of people, most people that we do end up can take, take that three-month and extend it onto a year program. And then also, I know I had asked Emma earlier, but you guys are certified. It's some through Titleist. I don't want to screw up the yes. exact name, but what was that and what is that like? Go ahead. It's the TPI. Ti- yeah, TPI, Titleist Performance Institute. Uh, that was a program uh, created by Dr. Rose uh, and Dave Phillips, who I used to work with um, a long time ago. They created a program from the CEO of Titleist, Wally Uline, said, hey, I want you guys to come up with a program and keep our professionals at Titleist healthy and getting stronger. Mm-hmm. And it's evolved. It's, it's massive now. Yeah. Where it's a certification program, and there's many different levels. You can do it uh, as an athletic trainer. You can do it as a golf pro. You've got you doctors, know, doctors um, or medical profession, uh, biomechanics, um, 
juniors. They have a junior certification now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everybody starts off at level one and you, you understand their philosophy and how it works. So TPI, then we teamed up with uh, some of the early uh professionals at TPI that, that Lance Gill Performance, who we work with, uh, but now they're outside of just Titleist uh, staff members. Okay. So college golfers, junior golfers, uh, people that are playing TaylorMade or other golf, you know, whatever, it, yeah. whatever you're playing, it doesn't matter. You can go into TPI and uh, work with their professionals. They almost like saw they're, the future of golf. And they're yeah, like, they, and they're they, trying to get that, like I said earlier, yeah. the body swing connection. And so it's not only about the physical side um, and getting stronger, it's about staying healthy, injury-free. Yeah, it's um, like mobility is a huge yeah. part. Really. Mobility and stability, right? And that's the first thing. But everybody wants to do the sexy thing first, right? Where's the weights? Where's the bench press? Yeah. I, want a beach, <laughs> I want the beach body, right? You mean be- the bench press doesn't make you better? <laughs> yeah, this is, I know. That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. What what is what would you say the future holds for you guys? Um, any sort of expansion for in like internally within the facility? Would you ever ever down the line um, want to have two different spots in different areas of town, or you want to continue that centralized location? If you want this knowledge, like this is this is where you come. Yeah, you know we don't have a problem drawing clients, and I get clients from all over the place. Uh, I mean, I've got clients from all over the country, and so I, you know, I'd like to stay central. I don't, you know, I I ran into that uh, I ran into that problem when I owned River Park, uh, and I was on tour traveling with the Kevin Chapel, and not being able to run my business. Uh, I teach golf, and it's uh, him, and you I'm know, and I'm a coach, and so I do much more than just standing there telling you how to hit a golf ball. I mean, I I you know. I get involved in tournament schedules. I get involved into their fitness. I get involved in the mental side. Um, So we've got a great team of professionals, I think, uh, that we work with um, to handle all aspects of it. We do the recruiting, which is a huge part, right? The college Mm -hmm. recruiting. Hey, my kid wants, he's in eighth grade, he wants to play college golf. Okay, we've got a great proven track record. This is the steps that you follow. I think we're going to expand here in Fresno in our facility okay, uh, with more staff and more services uh, so uh, I can give my poor wife a break and not come <laughs> at 8 o'clock at every night and yeah. uh, we had that discussion she said I'm not part of the facility and I said oh yeah you are you support everything at home right. so <laughs> it comes full circle you are a huge part of, uh, of uh, the business and um, because without that I couldn't do what I do and so but we we definitely need to add more uh, staff to, okay. to help with that. Um, would you say that looking back, I mean, you could have, I, you could segment your career into maybe two or three different segments. Um, can you define like a proudest moment from your coaching career, your business career, and then your career career when you actually, you know, were pro golfing? Do you have, yeah, my, you, do you have identifiable moments uh, for you to say? Oh like, yeah. I mean, my first, pivotal? you know, I didn't win big things, but you know, I, there's a couple moments in my pro career, um, you know, playing with the best, right? Playing with Nick Faldo and Seve Ballesteros and realizing, you know, that, wow, I don't quite do what they do. I don't <laughs> Seeing it in person. Seeing it in person. Yeah. Like, wow, I'm not there. But winning my first professional tournament, I think that in, in the Netherlands, that was great. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but understanding that that's, that was it. That's, that's as far as I was going. Mm-hmm. And then, not getting caught into that trap, which many guys do, and they stay uh-huh. in it too long, and they 
they become a golf bomb, right? And so realizing that at that point and, and finding the opportunities, I had some great opportunities there and getting hooked up with the national team um, and that in Iceland as well, working with the national team and some great instruction, right? I got really excited about instruction. So uh, I think my best moment as an instructor, uh, you know, obviously – I, I like all the victories that the kids have and do, but watching uh, my star student uh, win the national championship, Kevin Chapel, mm-hmm. and being there as he did it, and, and, and it, it, in a form that he, the way he did it, it was kind of, I mean, I'll never forget it. Uh, I have a picture of it uh, in my office uh, when he uh, when he made the shot and won the, the national championship, and that was probably the the coolest moment of my teaching career. Um, and then I think. The professional side of it, uh, you know, business side of it, um, obviously bringing River Park from a flat piece of ground. Yeah, yeah that's that's such a cool story. Uh, to and know. just the, the the you know kind of the vision and bringing that and, and, and seeing that to fruition. That was pretty cool. I believe it. Well, I mean, the th- there's I always say no matter who we're talking to, we notice a lot of common themes um, with the guests that we have, and when we talk about proud moments. The face lighting up is not a figure of speech. People's faces light up oh, when yeah. we talk about these moments, and not just because of the light yeah. above you. <laughs> yeah. Like there yeah. literally was happening right there. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is, um, whenever we talk about the business aspect of it, the inspiration for bringing it here, it's always they were out of town, they saw something, and thought, "Wow, Fresno doesn't have this, and yeah. Fresno needs this." Yeah. And that never fails. I don't know if you've noticed that, but every single oh, yeah. time, it's them realizing, like, "Oh shit, Fresno doesn't have this." This is cool. Let's make this happen. Yeah. It's not like, hey, let me talk to somebody that maybe they'll bring this here. It's like, no, I like this. I think it's good. I'm going to bring it there. Yeah. Fresno deserves nice things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another shirt. Um, <laughs> since in your time being at the business, yeah. do you have a moment, especially you're kind of impacting such young people that are so early yeah. being introduced to it? Um, I think hearing that kids like golf, I think that's the best thing because that's our goal is to get the kids to like golf i think so many golf classes are boring and they're hitting balls into one spot and they get bored with it and we do a lot of other things we do baseball in there tennis soccer running jumping and then to hear them say i like golf that's pretty cool that's gotta be a cool pure moment what are the ages like when you say juniors what's that my kids are five to twelve and we call that the core group and then his are Dreamer, it's it, and it's not an age, uh, it's a it's an ability. Uh, so the dreamers could be anywhere from you know ten to sixteen, seventeen, and then I've got elite level from elite there. Players. So I'm uh, signing up one of my daughters as soon as they. So it was <laughs> juniors, dreamers, elite, and so for us, what is the name for the guys that just have no hope? <laughs> uh, we have players club. Players club. Okay, cool. Hey, we're players. We're good. Think about it, dude. <laughs> Some guys out there playing till in their fifties. We still got time. I think we got more than enough time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything you'd like the public just to know about you guys? Anyone that's actually, you know what? Anyone that's on edge and kind of they're unsure if this is something they want to continue to do, even recreationally. Any advice or just anything to kind of get them to like, hey, give us a try. You know, I I, I think so many people try to do it on their own and if they would take the time, whether it was us or the, a, a good professional call, you know, call us. If you, if, if you're out of the area and you can't come to us or it doesn't work with us, we'll, we'll find somebody for you that, that'll work, but mm-hmm. get with a good golf professional slash coach, uh, somebody that will help you and not just kind of react to what the ball is doing. And, you know, 
come up with a plan. Say, okay, this is where this is where you're at, and you know, you want to get here. This is what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And I think people respond well to that. Yeah. Definitely. That's that's what I've been told. I just haven't followed it yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've had so many people that when I you know complain about my shitty shots, and <laughs> they'll be like, "Have you gotten any lessons yet?" No, no, and. They just stare at you like, I got no pity for you whatsoever. You haven't yeah. tried. <laughs> like, your YouTube videos don't count. So, yeah. that's a little confirmation. I need to figure out how to control my temper on the golf course. You guys yeah. need to do a, <laughs> a lesson in the, oh, dude, I get so mad sometimes. It's embarrassing. Uh, human emotion is something you can't control. You can only control the duration that it lasts, yeah. right? So, oh, look at that. Totally. He gave himself goosebumps right now, but yeah. so much that his headset fell off. Yeah. yeah. That was raw emotion right there. You know, when, I used to work with Chapel with a great, with a sports psychologist, Glenn Elba, and he's, you know, he used to have the worst temper in the world. And so we used, his parents sent us to, to go see Glenn, and he's like, you can't tell him not to get mad. It's just, happen he's gonna get sad he's gonna get excited he's gonna get scared so you got to control the amount you know the time that it lasts right so kevin was smart right he said three steps kevin you get as mad as you want so the guy the kid would literally stand in a circle right cuss scream throw things and he wouldn't move right it's like time to go play your next shot but he's still back there in his little spot right (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah he created a little circle where it was okay to be angry but as soon as he stepped out of it it it's like okay i gotta be out Uh, yeah i'm done yeah Yeah. (laughs) try that one out um honestly i like that because because uh I always bring up my road rage. I just, maybe I can't get mad when someone cuts me off, but I can't let it ruin my day. There you go. No, exactly. There okay, you go. I took something away from this, even not related to golf. Yeah, exactly. You Anything you want to add before we sign out, Emma? I don't think so. Okay. Come check us out. What was the Instagram name? On Target Performance. Okay, cool. And then location. You kind of give us a good uh So we're on Brickyard Drive, a couple doors down from Pump It Up. Okay, perfect. And so that would be the same exit as I always compare to Valley Children's? Yeah. It's okay. Children's exit. Cool. Yeah. Yep. It's like the gateway to that whole warehouse row. Exactly. I love Lane's that. Fancy Pet Hotel. We're next to them. Okay, cool. <laughs> a couple of plugs, yeah. yeah. Um, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll be back here next week. Um, and if you guys are listening and you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and also leave a review. Um, Chris and Emma, thank you guys for stopping hey, by. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And just try golf out, okay? Don't be intimidated. Try golf. Come Dude. try TRX. Yeah. Get your kids in here. The pros make it look easy. I am going to warn you, it's not as easy as they make it look, like any sport. Golf's but hard. <laughs> it's the most annoyingly addictive thing I've ever attempted that you're not good at. It's very true. <laughs> it's, it's just the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. And I know everyone always says it's just one shot that gets you coming back, and it's very true. You could shoot 100 different times on a course, and two of those are good. All you're going to leave remembering is those two good ones. Exactly. exactly so hold yeah. on to that. Then just go watch Happy Gilmore a couple times. You'll know how to play the game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. uh, Don't forget, people. Just be nice to one another. Uh, Especially on the golf course. Yeah, especially on the golf course. (laughs) Peace.